everybody. This is the Wild Ass Podcast, and I am your host, Wild Ass Craig. This is episode 36, and in this episode, I get to introduce all of you to Honor Hugo. If you've been listening to anything from the Mile Monsters this year, you have definitely heard of her. This is the honor of the honor roll, which is the name given to her current ride where she is out doing what most people think they wish they could do. That's ride your motorcycle every single day. That's exactly what she's doing, and she is on a roll. As of the date this podcast airs, 317 days and counting. We're going to get into that for sure, but first, let's get to know this living legend. Honor, welcome to the show. Hey, Craig. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Honor. I am so glad that you took the time to join us here on the Wild Ass Podcast. We've been trying to make this happen for quite a while, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, for a little bit. I think it was the Monster 100 party that we were talking about getting you on here, and you were a little bit skeptical. You have not been on a podcast before, have you? No, I haven't. Has Riot had you on Monster Monday, or have you done any of those monster things with any of the Mile Monsters? No. You're the first. (laughs) Perfect. So all we want to do is chat. Get your story, because you've heard the podcast before. You know that I'm just talking to friends I've made throughout the motorcycle industry, getting their story so we can share it with everybody else, and I think yours is a story worth sharing. Well, thanks. You may not, because you get to live it every single day, but to get started, tell us a little bit about your family. Married? Do you have children? Tell us the story. I am married, and I have two grown boys. They're not boys. They're men. Cody, he'll be 34 this month, and Tyler is 30. No way. I would have never pictured you to have adults. Oh, yeah. My kids are grown. Well, good for you. You're aging well. When people ask me that story, if I have kids, I always tell them, no, I have adults. So you can say that for real. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Does everybody ride? Does the whole family, does the husband, the boys, everybody? My husband rides. My boys do not. Were they into dirt bikes, anything like that? No, none of it. I never even thought about riding a motorcycle until I met my husband. What's his story? What's his background in riding? How did he get you into it? Well, he grew up riding, kind of like a lot of guys. But when I met him, I had never rode a motorcycle or anything. And after we got married, after riding on the back with him for, you know, a year or so he started asking me, um, you know, you want to ride your own? And I was like, nope, I like it back here. It's very relaxing. I don't have to worry about anything. And he just kind of kept asking and kept asking and kind of thought about it for a little bit. And then I was like, but what if I like riding my own better than riding with you? And he was like, that's fine. You can ride your own. And I took the class and started riding my own. That's crazy. He just pushed you right into it. Yeah, he really did. (laughs) Very much so. That's cool. Renee's in the same boat as you were. She just, nope, I'm on the back. It's not my time to think about it. I just want to sit back here and relax. So, and I don't push her to ride her own. I'm perfectly happy with her being back there. So kudos to you. When you took the course, do you remember, was that the first time you had even ridden was at the course or did you have something to try it out on? borrowed from a friend or whatever. Yeah, he had got me a little Sportster 1200 and we had gone to the parking lot, you know, a few times before I took the class. And then 
after I took the class, I got out on the road with a sportster, you know, for a little bit. And I hated it. I hated that bike. I hated it from the very beginning. It just wasn't for me. And he had a uh, 03 Heritage Softail. And he took me to the parking lot one day and he was like, well, try this one and see, you know, how you like this. And I was like, I'm not getting back on that Sportster. So really the 03 <laughs> Heritage Softail was where I really started liking to ride. Just a little bit of a difference between the two. There's a huge difference. <laughs> but I, I was like, why did you even do that? That, that bike was a bad idea. But I know some people love their, their Sportsters, but it wasn't a bike for me. But the Softail, now that was your bike? No, that was his bike. He had that one, but I took it. So then he had to get a new bike. Yeah, he ended up getting a uh, Ultra Classic. And, you know, we rode those together for a while. And we started going on trips keep up with him i mean at 85 miles an hour on the interstate my handlebars were shimmying and it was dangerous i was like i can't keep up i mean what are we gonna do so he ended up getting a street glide for me and i rode the street glide for a while but i noticed that there were some guys that were on road glide and i would go and talk to them and be like you know why aren't you on a street glide? Why do you like this road glide so much? And they all pretty much had the same answer. It was how it handled. So I was talking to my husband and I was like, you know, I really want to go test ride a, a road glide. And he hated them. He was like, no, we're not getting road glides and all this and that. And then the 15 road glides came out and they changed the fairing and he liked the way they looked. So he went and got a road glide. And I was like, I'm still on the street glide and the road glide was my idea. So I went and test rode a 15 street glide and a 15 road glide and went home with the road glide. Back in 2015. Yes. Mm -hmm. You have literally talked through the motorcycles that I was going to ask you about, which is awesome. What year did you start with the Sportster? Um, 2012. Okay. So this was a quick progression. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you even ride yeah. the Sportster for a year? Oh no, no. <laughs> no, it was immediate. No, so. I didn't even I didn't even make it through the winter with that Sportster. I mean, I wasn't riding it. I was still riding on the back with him because I just I didn't like the bike. It just it felt heavy, it was awkward and it just wasn't good for me. But then, you know, the Heritage Softail, you sit in that bike and it just felt right. Definitely a different seating position on the soft tail. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How long did you ride yeah. that one? Just a few months. Not not very long at all, really, because I was riding the, the soft tail that winter. So in January, I was probably on the soft tail. How long did you ride the soft tail? Probably about a year until I got the street class. Okay. And then I probably had the street glide about a year before I got my first road glide. You say your first road glide. Was mm -hmm. there another road glide between the 15 and your current bike? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what's your current bike? It's a 17 road glide special. Did you get that new in 17? I did. Mm -hmm. Oh, I that's interesting. That yeah. I, I yeah. love the look of the road glide. 
I'm with your husband. When they, the older ones wasn't a huge fan, the newer ones won me over. I don't care what a bike looks like. If it feels right and it's good for you, then it's right. I guess I went through enough of the Harleys that it didn't matter to me. I just don't care what a bike looks like. I want it to fit. You know, the Road Glide is one bike that I guess I have ridden one maybe like 10 miles. That's all the time I have on a Road Glide. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I've ridden a bunch of other ones, but that's one bike, and I'm a huge fan of it, and I have not gotten to ride it. Well, you can ride mine. <laughs> Perfect. How many miles are on that thing now? If you bought it in 15, I know what you're working on right now. How many miles do you have on that no. thing? No. No, I bought it in 17. Or 17, I'm this sorry. This one's a 17. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This one's a 17. Um, I have 139,000 miles on it. They run a while. Yep. You've got a lot of riding experience, which I think is amazing, especially since you haven't really been riding that long in the grand scheme of things. So how did you put on all these miles? Like when you got your soft tail, and obviously you live in Texas, so you have a considerably longer riding season than I do in Minnesota. But when you had the soft tail, you had it for about a year. How many miles, do you remember how many miles you put on it that year? I don't. Okay. Or even the street glide? No, no, I don't. I know that I had just under 50,000 or right at 50,000 on my 15th glide. That's great. And that's because you bought it new. Well, you got your street glide yeah. new too, right? No. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. So well, that, that would be, that would make sense. And it's funny that you don't know your mileage. And I think that's like, I don't either. I have no idea how many miles I've ridden. You see these guys that have these hog patches. And they know how many yeah. miles they've ridden since they first got out of diapers. Yeah. I wish I would have <laughs> yeah. kept track. Are you the yeah. same? I do have patches, but I don't know where I'm at with it because the I just, I don't know. It's cool to hear somebody else that does not really worry about their miles like that. No, it's not about the miles. I just like to ride. That has been made very clear to me since I first met you. Which actually, if I'm not mistaken, was over the phone. Yes. When I was inquiring about a wild ass seat cushion. Yep. You were calling about a cushion and we can tell this story. You had a competitor's product and you're like, what's the difference? And we narrowed down which one you had. And I said, to be honest with you, for the money, keep what you have. You will be fine. If you have any issues with it, that's when you'll call me. Right? Am I remembering that correctly? And you said, you know what? Because you told me that, I'm going to order one. Come to find out, you also didn't have the one that we thought you had. So then you made the right choice. (laughs) Right. That is correct. Yeah. I mean, if a guy is going to be that honest and tell you not to buy their product, I've got to have it. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. And that's just the way we do it. So anyway, when you got that 15 road glide, you started riding. You love riding. You got a bike that feels right. It feels good. What kind of riding were you doing? With 50,000 miles in a couple of years, you weren't just riding back and forth to work. So when you guys would go for rides, where would you go? What kind of riding were you doing? Well, when I got my 15, our hog chapter put together a, um, oh, it was the, the, I think it was called the Texas tour. And one of our hog members had 
Oh, no, it was called Famous Towns of Texas. That's what it was. So they had mapped out, you know, famous towns like Miami, Detroit, you know, just different names like that that people know about but aren't associated with Texas. Sure. So me and my husband signed up and we decided that's a great way to see Texas. You know, these are, we've never been to these places. One of the places was Turkey. So we did the East group. We ended up doing the Southern route and what they call North Texas. But I lived in Lubbock, Texas as a child and I didn't want to go to West Texas. There's nothing in West Texas. But we were going to go to a rally and we decided not to go to the rally that we would go, we would go ahead and go to West Texas and grab that group and we would be able to finish the whole thing. So we went to West Texas and we had the best time and we saw some of the coolest things and we, we loved doing the West Texas part of it. So that year I did 10 or 15,000 miles just in Texas, seeing Texas. And it was really cool. To me, that's crazy because up here, we don't get that kind of mileage. There's a few people that do, obviously, but that's not normal. So 10,000 miles is a really good year. You know, that's probably a really good year anywhere, but to do it all in a state Mm -hmm. and in a part of the state that you didn't want to see is awesome. Yeah, we were really surprised about going up to West Texas. It was fun. Part of it was probably timing to the time of year that we were there, you know, because there were just different things in bloom and stuff like that. But it was it was cool. I was glad we did it. I bet. And that was all in 2015? I believe it was 15 that we did that. So you did that, got to explore parts of the state. Where did it go from there? Mm-hmm. We go to a gathering called Shark Week every year. and the Road Glide National Rally. I'm familiar with it. People, you are? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So you don't have to ride a road glide to go. You can ride any bike you want. You just might get a little bit of resin about it, but it's all in good fun and everybody is welcome. But in 2016, Shark Week was up in Canada, in Canmore, Canada. So we rode up there and that was, probably my favorite trip that we had taken at the time. That was just beautiful going up through. We'd been to Colorado already, so I knew, you know, what to expect there. But we had never been to Wyoming. We had never been to Montana. And it it just kept getting more and more beautiful the further north we went. And that's in my top two favorite trips that I've taken, just seeing that part of the country. It's absolutely beautiful. It is. When you're doing these long rides like this, how many days are we talking? Like how many miles a day are you guys riding? Oh, I don't know how many miles a day we were riding, but we did Canada in, I think we did that in 17 days. And we were in Canmore, Canada, five of those days. Yeah, so, so we were taking on... our time and we were sightseeing, you know, along the way. As you should, especially yeah, through that part of did, the country. Um, oh, absolutely. We stayed in Glacier National Park. I don't remember if we stayed there one or two days, but, you know, traveling on going to the Sun Road and 
oh, that's just beautiful. I want to go back there someday so bad. After that, what would be your next memorable ride from that motorcycle, the 2015? I think the next year, Shark Week was in Cherokee, North Carolina. And I think I was on my 15 when we went there. So we did, um, you know, the Tale of the Dragon and stuff like that there. That's is Shark kind of, Week, uh, it's a rotating thing, but is it still a thing? Like, do they still do that? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Next year, it's going to be in St. George, Utah. Okay. We sponsored it one year. That's how I know about it. The lady from Shark Week reached out to me, and I'm like, yeah, let's do something. And we did, and I don't think I've heard from them since. Oh, well, we'll have to change that. I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would have been um, Tracy that yes. contacted you, yes. I'm sure. That's her name. Yeah. And what makes that event stick out to me is I got a handwritten thank you card. Yeah. And, and whether it was from her or not, if you watch my Wild Ass Wednesdays closely, it's in there. It's up on the top of my desk. Maybe, oh, really? Yeah, maybe when I go to my next Wild Ass Wednesday, I will point it out. I'll show it to you. Okay. Okay, cool. No, that whoever won that cushion, that's who it's from. Because when you win your item, you get the thank you card with it, and you are supposed to write them a thank you note and then give the note back to Tracy, and she will put it in the mail the next day. That's cool. And it worked because it planted that memory in my head as a positive experience. Cause oftentimes yeah. companies give stuff away. And for the listeners, if you win something, it's really, really nice to let the company know that you got it and where you got it. Because okay. I've worked in the industry for a long time. You never know if your stuff actually gets given away, if it's kept by the promoter or, you know, something else, or if it gets sold at an auction or raffled off some other way. It's really cool to get that thank you card. So the way she did it was phenomenal. If you guys win anything or you get anything anywhere else from a manufacturer and you don't pay for it, send them a thank you card or a note or an email or just make a post, private message them through their social media, please. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tracy is very big on doing all that. I mean, she's not going to let you not do the thank you card because you just want something. You need to be very appreciative to that sponsor. Yeah, that's cool. It's very cool. I'm I'm happy to hear that that thing's still going on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's good. You should come St. George, Utah. I can't wait. I love Utah. When is it? Do you remember oh, what time of year? It's going to be in August. Okay. So August, you know, is Sturgis time. So if it's... It's before Sturgis. Um, Shark Week is usually... They I think try it's, to do it kind of around Sturgis. So I was going to say Shark Week and go to Sturgis. Yep. Which us vendors were already in Sturgis. We get there the week before. We're there for three weeks. Oh, Utah's not that far. Shark Week is actually July 29th. Yep. That's opening August day. Second this year. The opening day of Sturgis for the vendors at the Harley dealer is the weekend before the two weeks of Sturgis. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But yeah, it's good planning on her part to have it then. So very cool mm-hmm. event from what I hear. And if you're a, a shark fan, it's a place to go. Just a great group of people. It's really like a, a family reunion every year. You just get to know everybody and it's just it's just a good time. It's not a rally like 
Sturgis or anything. It's just a gathering of people and we ride together and just have a good time. Come together in the evenings for different activities and stuff like that. It's a lot of fun. Other than Shark Weeks, are there annual events that you go to? No, Shark Weeks pretty much it. We try to do a fall trip every year, pretty much just me and my husband, aside from Shark Week. Are these motorcycle trips or just get away yeah. from life trips or both? They're on the motorcycle. We haven't done any other trips in years. We took a cruise, I don't know, a year or so after we were married, and I kind of found out I'm not a cruise person. I don't really need <laughs> to do one of those again. But really, after I got my own back and we started riding and kind of seeing, you know, different parts of our country, pretty close, probably Arkansas, we decided that there's way too much of our own country that we haven't seen and it is so beautiful that we're just going to stay here and see our country. And that's what we've done. And we have an amazing country. It's just absolutely beautiful. We have everything that you would travel outside of the United States to see. We I have agree. Beaches, we have mountains, we have desert. We've, we've got a lot. I agree. And oftentimes it's way closer to home than we think, no matter where you live in the country. Yep. Obviously, you like riding motorcycle, and somehow that led you to the honor roll. Explain the honor roll for the listeners that aren't sure what this is. Well, you mean just because I'm riding my motorcycle every day? Yeah. How did it become the honor roll? Is that a name that Riot gave you? Yeah, Riot. Yeah, Riot named the ride. How did this whole thing come together? What prompted the idea? What got you thinking about it? Tell that story. Well, there were a lot of different people doing iron bets to raise money and awareness for mile monsters. And I've done iron bets and I thought I can do an iron bet, but for me doing an iron bet is not challenging. You know, it's not very hard for me. And I was thinking, what, what is hard for me? Well, I rode my motorcycle every day in 2019 and it was hard. And I never thought that I would do it again. But it just kept popping in my mind, you know, what the boys do every day is hard. What's hard for you? And writing every day kept coming up. So I reached out to Riot and said, hey, you know, how about if I ride my motorcycle every day in 2023? And then of course, he was like, yeah, sure. But I wonder if he had doubt in his mind because I didn't know Riot very well. So I just started riding every day and he had already named it on a roll and, you know, was promoting it for me. And I'm over 300 days now. So I'm, you know, on the home stretch of it. And that makes my anxiety high because now I start really getting nervous about, well, crap, you know, what if I, what if I miss a day? What's going to make me miss a day? Well, there's not a whole lot. I can't think of anything that's going to make me miss a day unless I'm in the hospital. Because (laughs) not every day is easy to get on the bike and ride. I mean, I've been sick. My back's hurt. You know, whatever. But on those really hard days, I just think, well, this hard day is nothing compared to what the boys go through. I can suck it up and get right in. Right. And and that's something I just have to explain my comment in the intro where I said people think they wish they could because everybody's, I think everybody, 
Like, man, I'd love to ride my motorcycle every day. It's a great idea until it's not. So you guys also <laughs> are doing these ride every, it, it's a week, right? So we can ride a week with you. It doesn't mean you're riding to Texas, come with you. But wherever you live, the second week of the month, you can log your ride, ride every day with honor. And that's, you get a reward for that all through the mile monsters, search it there. But the thing is, we did that. The first time it came out, it was like 500 miles or something we had to do. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, that ain't going to happen, but we're going to ride every day. The coolest yeah. part of that entire week for me, and I think you and I were communicating about it behind the scenes, but was Renee was riding. Now, Renee yeah. doesn't ride a motorcycle. Day six and day seven, we're like, I don't even want to go. It's late. We got stuff to get done, but we got to do this. Yeah. You're doing it. Like I said, at the time of this, this podcast, it's 317 days. Mm-hmm. Seven was work. So kudos to you for sure. Yeah, it's not it's not easy. Um, you know, I work full time and life gets in the way, but the boys just motivate me so much, you know, because I know their days aren't always easy. They they push through it and I just find a way to make it happen. How did you get involved with Mile Monsters? How did that whole relationship come about? Well, I found out about Mall Monsters when Hop was doing his 100,000-mile ride, and it just intrigued me because I learned about a couple of the boys. I watched them. I watched Mall Monsters, you know, give Turbo money for his van and just kind of seeing what, what all, what good they were doing for these boys and learning about the shin muscular dystrophy and all that and just thought that I had raised two boys and had never heard of the shin muscular dystrophy and felt very blessed that I'm in my 50s and have never heard of this and can't imagine raising my sons with the shin muscular dystrophy. I can't imagine what that life is like. I don't think anybody can that isn't doing it. Right. So you followed Hop's ride. That introduced mm-hmm. you to the Mile Monsters. Yeah. Basically just made you find out who they were. Had you done any fundraising riding before this at all? No, uh-uh, not at all. Okay. So then you just decided this is what you wanted to do. Did you know Hop before? No, I actually, um, Carol Burt, he has suspended by Smarty. He does the Oline shop and he was taking care of Hop on his ride. And I'm, good friends with him and he you know i knew that he was taking care of hop's bike and everything and he said that he was going to go to houston when hop crossed the finish line so i was like well i want to go because i've been following him you know i mean i'm like this is so cool that somebody could do this you know so we went down there and uh, watched hop cross the finish line and all that and it was you know it was really cool really cool experience and uh kind of kept following along and thinking, what can I do? Just watching people on mall monsters, you know, raise money and spread awareness and all that. And just kept thinking, you know, what could I do to help? And that's how the honor roll came about. Yeah, pretty much. Now you started the year, not only with the goal of riding every single day, but you also had a pretty lofty financial goal. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize, you know, it was going to be quite that large, but I mean, go big or go home, right? 
<laughs> That's the theme. And you did, uh, it was $10,000, right? Yes. Uh-huh. You've already surpassed that, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I did hit my goal in October, which I was very glad for. Definitely. Congratulations on that. Did you change the goal now? Like, are we going for more? Are we going to try for time and a half? There's two months left, 12000 What are you thinking? Well, I don't think the goal has changed on the account. But yeah, I mean, I, I want to keep it going, most definitely. I'd love to see how much more can be raised before the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. It's very right cool. hasn't right hasn't given me given me an, a new amount. <laughs> Take the wins, right? Yep, exactly. Throughout the year, like you said, you've had weather, you've been sick, you've been I think you kind of answered this question, but one of the things I had is how do you stay motivated to keep writing every single day? Because there are days where I don't even have to ask the question, but I know there are days where you're just like, Oh, I don't want to do it today. I just want to take today off. What keeps right. you moving? The boys. I mean, they don't get a day off from having to shin muscular dystrophy at all. They have it every single day. And every single day, they're aware that it's there. So I don't deserve a day off if they can't take one. Great view. I mean, I made a commitment to them, and I fully intend on keeping that commitment. They don't know I made a commitment to them, you know, but, but I did. Great motivator. You'd mentioned now is the time where you're getting close to the end where the anxiety starts to build. You start to get stressed. What if, what if? Being in Minnesota, we have weather to deal with. And we already had snow on the ground. Down there, I know you get your crappy seasons. They're very short compared to here, but it seems like it's January, February time. I don't know if I I could be remembering that incorrectly because I'm not from there, but you've already made it through January and February. Does some of that weather come into play throughout December or not so much? It's Texas. Anything is possible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we've had, we've, we've had bad weather in November and December before. It's not likely. I mean, I'm praying that we don't have bad weather like we did in January and February. We did have three days where it was pretty icy, but I still managed to get out and ride five miles on those days. Okay. Small amounts of miles are still miles and it's still getting on a motorcycle. And sometimes those are the hardest days. Yeah. I've rode on days that it took me longer to get dressed to go ride than I rode. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. That being said, your shortest day, is it that, like that five mile type of a deal? Yeah. Okay. So what, Mm -hmm. what's been your longest day? Cause I know I saw you in Sturgis cause we hung out there, but what's, do you you know the longest day you've had this year or the longest trip? Um, My longest day was, I did a, I did an iron butt and that was probably my longest day. That was my first, solo iron bet. I've had kind of a few firsts this year and a solo iron bet was one of them. So it's not like you're just getting on the motorcycle, riding it back and forth to work every day. Actually no, making I it a point work. to ride. I can't ride to work. Yes. You can't ride to work. Why? Because my work is on the back side of our property. Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I intentionally 
ride every day. So I don't just get on my bike and ride to work and come home on my motorcycle. I go to work and I come home and then I ride every day. That is good. Cause yeah, I never would have thought of that, but just riding back and forth to work could be a little bit of a cop out. You yeah. Have, well, that's, you, know, you just you have know, to make that trip. Riding, getting your ride in. If you, you know, commit to doing something, it's just different than my ride. <laughs> I don't, I can't do that. So. Sure. Fair enough. Well, that's cool. So we got the honor roll underway. We're 317 days in. You meant that goal that we started off the year with, but there's always the need for more with the mile monsters. The coolest thing, like I've always said, the mile monsters, you get to watch where your money goes. So people that want to donate yeah. to you, how do they do that? How do they donate to the honor roll in support of you and your ride? It's on one of the Give Butter accounts. They can go to MyMonstersInc.com and there's a link on there to donate. Or they can go to my Facebook page and definitely find a ride that I've done and the link to my account is on there too. Perfect. Because I'll make sure that gets added to the show notes so people can just click on that and find you. Thank you. Absolutely. Everybody should know by now that we are big supporters of the Mile Monsters. Yeah, I love the fact that you actually see where the money goes, you know, to the different boys and it's just not lining some corporate pockets. Totally agree. Let's see. I think we've talked about all the stuff that I had on the on the sheet. Is there anything you want to talk about that I missed or something that you would like to bring up to let your new followers know? No, I think you've covered a lot. We've talked about a lot. My monsters is just, you know, my big thing, promoting them and however we can help the boys. That is great. And that actually leads us to my favorite part of the show is the five questions. I know you're aware of those. Your questions were picked previously and not by me. I don't even get to pick the questions that I ask. It's just a simple 20 randomly picked out of the 20. We get five. Same old deal as everybody else. You ready? Okay. Yep. All right. So five questions. Here is question number one. What is one thing on your anti-bucket list? Something that you never want to do? Oh, goodness. I never want to jump out of an airplane. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> question. Is that no- the kind of answer you're looking for? No, I don't, I'm not looking for any specific answer. I just love to see okay. where people's brain goes when I ask these questions. <laughs> This is where it's supposed to be just fun and stupid and make you think. (laughs) Okay, so number two. What do you believe is true, even though you can't prove it? Well, I I believe God is true. That's a good answer, too. See, there's no bad answers. And that is actually an answer that I've gotten before. That belief is good. Question number three. What is the best or most worthwhile investment you have made? Now, this could be an investment of money, time, energy, any other resources. Okay, so I'll ask it again. It's kind of a two-part question. What is the best or most worthwhile investment you have made? And how did you decide to make that investment? Um, Honestly, I think the best investment that I ever made was being a stay-at-home mom with my kids when they were young. I love that answer. 
yeah, I feel very blessed that I was able to stay at home with them. That's great. Question number four, what advice would you give your 20, 25 or 30 year old self and then place where you were at that time and what you were doing? So at those ages, let's just say 25, when you were 25, where were you at that time? What were you doing? And what advice would you give yourself now? Well, I was having my second son and I got to think about this for a second. And looking back over parts of my life where I didn't ride a motorcycle, I would just tell my younger self, just do it. Don't worry about things. Just do it. Whatever it is. Because I kind of always held back and probably didn't do things that I wanted to. I would just tell my younger self to do it. Funny how that changes, isn't it? (laughs) As we grow up. Yes. Question number five, what is the book or books you have given most as a gift? I don't know that I've ever given a book as a gift. Fair enough. And when I came up with this question, I was wondering how many people give books as gifts. For me, it's incredibly common, but I don't believe it is common. So it's really a question in there just to throw you for a loop. (laughs) Yeah. So giving books is not common, you found? It doesn't seem like it. Not really. Mm. And I think it's mostly because, you know, if you're going to give somebody a book, you really have to know that person. Yes. Mm -hmm. If I've ever given a book, it would have been to one of my parents and they told me what they wanted for like Christmas or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, those were the five questions. That is... Almost the entire thing. Almost. Because I always ask what your parting words would be for the listeners. Go to MyMonstersInc.com and find out what they're about and find out how wonderful our heroes are. You mentioned you're on Facebook. Are you on Instagram? Are you on TikTok? Do you do any of those other socials? Where can we follow you? Just on Facebook. I'm not big on social media. I barely do Facebook. I have to post every single day on there for my ride, and it's a challenge. (laughs) That adds to the the dressing and undressing time for riding, doesn't it? It does. (laughs) It definitely does. Cool. Well, I will put a link to your Facebook page in the show notes down at the bottom, just like I do on everybody's. Folks, if you like what you're listening to, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Also, if you have guest requests... You want to hear from somebody or you'd like to join me on the Wild Ass Podcast, reach out to me, send me a message. We can make that happen. You can follow the adventures on Facebook or Instagram by looking for The Real Wild Ass. I'm, of course, Wild Ass Craig. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. And, of course, thank you, Honor, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me.